When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, my name is Alex, this is Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Now, before we get into it, I wanted to um, first apologize for releasing late, um, actually early Friday, when it was supposed to be, usually I've released the Thursday podcast around 7 o'clock on Thursday, 7 o'clock p.m. that is. Um, so if you haven't gone check that out, it is in the feed right before this one. It's about police in a pod. Definitely go look look that up and listen to that. Um, but the thing I wanted to talk about today is something I found really interesting and something I've found really interesting over the past couple years of seasons. And that is this kind of rise and entrenchment of a concept that has always been true in anime but has been not true in Japan as a whole, and that is the idea of the cult of the individual. And if you know anything about the differences between, the big differences between a country like Japan and a country like um, America, where I live and am from, um, the, the United States, rather, I should say the United States, not just America as a whole, that's a continent, not a country, but in any case, in the U.S., we have a really individualistic lifestyle and um, society. Like, you are encouraged not to do things for the good of others, but for the good of yourself. And we've had some run-ins with kind of collectivism and stuff like that and how it can... And have seen how it can ser- serve us, but we only use it insofar that it can serve us, the individuals. So, a perfect example is we only all stayed in our houses when we realized that if we didn't, if each one of us didn't, every one of us wouldn't, and we'd all get sick, and it would be a lot fucked up for a lot longer. Um, and if you look at something like unions, unions are only powerful as the people in them and oftentimes you have to, if you're trying to make a union you have to convince each individual person, like hey, this is why this is good for you it's not just good for us, it's good for you, whereas you look at other countries around the world and like the workforce has a presence on like the board of companies in a company like in a country like Germany, the there is an implicit agreement in companies like in companies in countries like Japan where they're just gonna employ you forever. Like as long as you don't fuck up real hard, they won't fire you. That 
that concept doesn't exist here. It's way more cutthroat in terms of employment here. Um, and that has, that has good, good and bad effects. But um, overall, Japan is a less individualistic society. And you can see that in all kinds of ways. One of the most, one of, I forget the YouTube channel, but there's a YouTube channel that's all about Japanese street fashion. And one of the things that they said that I found really interesting is that one of the reasons why Japanese street fashion is so, feels so different than American fashion is because they're playing to their roles in society. So, like, you, if you see somebody dressed a certain way, you'll notice there are other people who may have taken variations on that style of dressing, but they dress very much in the same vein, and that's because they've figured out where they belong, and now they get to play in that space. Um, now, there's good and bad things to, on both sides of this, and you can see good and bad things on both sides of this. For example, in the new Pokemon game, there is a gym leader. Um, the, the gym leader, Larry, if you haven't played the game, you can look him up. He's just a Japanese businessman. And the, the joke the joke in that is that he is employed by the Pokemon company, by the, um, by the Pokemon League, and he's just like a dude doing this for work. But there's a darker critique in there in... in He's a Japanese businessman, and he's deeply depressed, and, like, all he cares about is the balance sheet, and it sucks. And, it, like, it's a, it's a funny, like, you look at him, and it looks like he hasn't slept in three years. It, it's a funny send-up of that stereotype, but that stereotype kind of exists for a reason. People, um, it's a, I believe it's called Kuroshi. Will you work yourself to death? They have a name for that in Japanese. And in art, there's a phrase that says, art imitates life. And that's very true in anime. But it's also, art is an opportunity to explore something different, something unique, something interesting. And if you look at a show like Sailor Moon, one of the reasons why Sailor Moon is so popular is because at the very beginning of that show, Usagi, aka Serena, if you've never seen the um if you've never seen the redub version or you've only seen the subtitle version, is kind of a normal, doofy, weird teenage girl. This is true of um, card-captured Sakura, too. Like, Sakura is not a, like, perfect heroine kind of ever in that show. And um, and in um, the case of, like, a male-centric, like, character, you could look at um, Kanuki in, at Tanuki in um, Holic. I think Watanuki and XXX Holic. He is like, he is very much a human being who is 19 and it's terrible. As a, 
as the theme song of that show suggests. But what all of those shows do, maybe with the exception of Holic, because that show kind of happens to Watanuki, not him in it. And, like, he doesn't take a whole lot of agency all the time in that show. Um, I should cover that show. I should watch that show and cover that show. But, um... Is they... They get, like, in the case of Serena and in the case of Sakura, they get personal, individualized missions that make them stand apart from the... from, From anyone else in their... In their peer group. And you see... You see Sakura's friends, and Sakura's friends are not running around in the middle of the night catching the jump card. You see um, Usaki's friends, and they are not the moon princess. So, what I'm trying to say here is that, like, yes, Japan is very collectivist, but it's always had a very individualistic like bend to its fantasy to, to to its fantasy especially pitched towards children because everybody wants to believe that they're special everybody wants to believe that they have the capacity to be like a a unique force on the world and then you go through Japanese life And Japanese life is like, no, forget about that. You're going to, like, get a degree. You're going to go work at this office. We're going to grind you into dust. And to a lesser, to a, to probably a similar degree, America ends up doing that too. The U.S. ends up doing that too. We just lie all the way through it. And in Japan, what they do is, what becomes very clear is, like, you... You know, you test to get into companies. You test. You test every single way. So they are slotting you into a hierarchy from the minute go. And then you have stuff in anime. You have things like, um, like, like Eden of the East, where one character, where eleven eleven people are given, like billions of dollars to try and save the country and they act in all sorts of really unique really individualistic really self-deterministic ways you get Dragon Ball Z where you have somebody where you have the main character who's just the strongest you get most shonen anime and what but what made me think about this really recently is it feels like there'd been a turn away from the narrative style individualistic shonen action show where if you watch Naruto, Naruto is deemed successful by his peers and ultimately in Boruto he becomes part of, like, the quote-unquote Borg. And what I mean by that is not anything as negative as it sounds. What I mean by that is he becomes a part of society. He becomes the person who, like, is the figurehead and leader of society. And you see him all the time in that show, like, 
really dealing with just like he he's ninja mare now. His time is not his own. He has to like sign peace treaties and like negotiate trade agreements and just like it it it's a really complex thing and a lot of that show early on is like the world of Naruto showing Boruto that like you're not the hot shit you think you are, kid. And wouldn't it be nice if you, like, took an interest in your dad's work? It, your dad's work is important. Wouldn't it be nice if, like, you did a civil service job? Like, there's an episode where he's a postal worker in Konoha for, like, an episode. And that show eventually gives Boruto like, a way to be individualistic, like, a way to be a part. But in, even in that show, they have a very early um, side character who becomes almost a villain who is, who is, like, the individual raised, built for something more than herself and it backfires on her, and she becomes a monster, and just, which is really interesting, because that commentary on, like, you are, yes, you are the hero, but you are also part of a community, part of, part of society, and that's important, too, is, really fascinating and if you look at the like not the fill-in characters of Boruto but like Mitsuki and Rochimaru they are like the long-term future of shonen protagonists in that show like Orochimaru is a big weird scientist doing shit for his own for his own benefit in like another part of outside of Konoha they let him exist like he's he's sent his kid to school like any other parent but like his individualism his self-centeredness is not seen as like an altruistic thing it's like oh no he, we let him send his kid to school but like we don't like going to see him <laughs> and but then you have something like my hero academia which as much as, like, they bust out the big, like, the team format in that show, that show is about Deku. That show is upfront about one person becoming the greatest hero in the world. And yes, the people around him will rise up with him. That's how shonen, like, that's how shonen broadcast shows work. But it's about Deku. It's all about Deku. It's like, he is the focus. And... I think that show is at its strongest when it's dealing with the way individuals in this society that is clearly set up to benefit certain people based on certain really arbitrary things that are out of their control, hopefully, um, usually, kind of rakes over other individuals in the cold. That show in its 
that show Around the Edges, and sometimes for an entire fucking season, has real conversations about, hey, this society is kind of fucked, and here's why, and here's how. But then that show doesn't know how to fix it? (laughs) Like, it, it doesn't know how to, like... And I I think that that's a very honest thing from um the from the original author is like he's he's showing he at moments shows that show that universe's fundamental core rot is the way I would think about it in that like yes this superhero protected society of, is full of people with all kinds of wondrous powers but every once in a while a there are people born with powers that are so fucked up that they should never that like the rest of society's like hey you should never use this you should deny who you are aka toga there are people born with powers that take such a toll in their like mental health they become they kind of become the monster, aka um the the like dude who's like multiple man and can like make multiple copies of himself. Um, which that if you're wondering where that character comes from, that's just multiple man from fucking the X Men from the seventies. Um I'm not kidding. I know for sure. Um and that that really got me to think about it because this is like a, this is that's like the halfway point. That's the halfway point almost between Naruto and between um. What's it called? Between Naruto and Dragon Ball Z, to the point that even um the character I forget the character the one who looks like Tintin, they took him out of play. Like he is no he is no longer capable of being, the world's greatest hero. Because he can't be Lemillion because he's lost his quirk. He lost his superpower. And he, and it doesn't seem like he's getting it back a whole, real soon. And... How should I put this? It's not... That show has a way of punishing individualism when it's not the main character. When it's not the, the approved, like... You are the main character. You can go the distance, kid. In Deku, that kind of like individual individuality, like individual act, actualization, is pretty pretty knock down, drag out, punished in that show. And so that's one thing. But then you have things like Jujutsu Kaisen. You have things like, um, even something like Chainsaw Man, where the characters are unique and different in their individuality. And, um, you look at somebody like Gojo, who his power is that he believes, because he believes he is the best. He is. You look at somebody like um, Denji, who is who has had a life so different than everyone else in that cast that, like, 
anything is better than what he came from. And what he came from will never be that far away from him in his life. So he just kind of like is cool with the kind of deeply gnarly fucked upness of that story. And that story is largely about like taking this kid who's been through the ringer in life and putting him through a bigger ringer. Um, surprise, surprise, spoiler alert. But he has this kind of elasticity that is unique because of his past. And now we're and now we're getting another really individualistic show next year, um, in the reboot of Trigun. I just find it really interesting that the cult of the individual has such a relationship with anime and the and like it, all of this stuff is produced in a society that like doesn't that doesn't want for that doesn't want for people to be like that has to necessarily accept that people have to be an individual in a as a cog in a machine, but doesn't want to glorify it and oftentimes doesn't glorify it. Um it's just, it's just weird thoughts I've had about this subject and I wanted to like get them into a podcast. So, if you like this episode, new episodes come out every third day and every other Sunday. We're back on schedule with the Sunday edition, thank God. Um, and you should go listen to the previous episode all about police in a pod. Um, that was That was a fun, interesting show about police work. Um, if you like if you really like the show, however, you can leave a five-star review for the podcast. It really helps the show. Um, you can also tell your friends or write a review. Um, but until next time, I've been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio, Sunday edition. And I will talk to you on Thursday.